0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Simply Spoken Podcast. If this is your first time listening, welcome. My name's Natanya. In this month's episode, I wanted to talk about what it's like standing up for yourself. This is something that I'm sure every one of us has gone through at some point in our lives. Whether it was because someone was being mean to us, if someone was saying something that you didn't agree with, or just anything that required like a little push of courage, a little push of determination from you. And I am probably the worst person to give advice about how to stand up for yourself because I've had my fair share of missed opportunities when it comes to this. And I think we got to dial back or reverse on why that could be the case, not only for myself, but maybe for you guys too. And it just all goes back to fear. Fear of not feeling like you're good enough. Fear of saying the wrong things. Fear of making the other person or group of people upset. And that's where it really puts a stop, a halt. On the next action we're gonna take and I think because of these missed opportunities I have not only learned lessons but I've had my fair share of regrets because you know after the fact you think about it, and you're just like gosh I wish I could have said this I wish I could have you know stood my ground or something like that and it's easier said than done when you're in the moment You don't necessarily have the rush of adrenaline that you need in order to say and do what it is you really want to say and do. And I think when it comes to building that confidence, building that strength and determination, it just all starts with accepting who you really are and just, you know, saying like, this is who I am and I'm proud of who I am, having that confidence, having that boost of hope for yourself, because otherwise you're never going to learn. You're never going to be able to even attempt to stand up for yourself. And this episode was actually a long time coming because when I say standing up for myself, I don't always necessarily mean it was, like, a one-time thing. Like, I wish I had stood up for myself over a long period of time over statements and things that people have said about me throughout the years or snarky comments that were made in passing through conversation. And I just took it. Have you guys ever felt that way where you were listening into a conversation and... Okay, I guess I'll use an example for the Filipino community. For Filipino parties, it's very common for elders or like tisas and titos, which means aunts and uncles in Tagalog, that they make comments about someone's appearance. And that has to do with colonial mentality, a lot of insecurity that's embedded within the culture. And, you know, that's something that they have to work on, but... I just remember being around like 12 years old getting my first acne scars and pimples. And I wore a crap ton of makeup because I was aware of how much scarring and how much redness was on my face. And, you know, my family, the parties that I went to, they, you know, were all dressed up. My cousins and family friends, they all had better skin than me. Like, literally, not only was I darker than them, but You know, mine was more blemished. And, you know, with them, they have lighter skin. It was, like, literally soap. Like a baby's bottom. That's how soft and, like, clear their skin was. So, I was insecure. And the more insecure I got, I felt like the more titas and titos pointed it out. And I don't recall the amount of times I've heard it growing up. But it happened a number of times where I just started giving into it and repressing it and I was like, you know what, alright, this is my strategy. I'm just going to keep covering it up, keep covering it up no matter what. Maybe even avoid some family parties if I could and that was because every time I showed up and if I didn't cover one of my blemishes, someone would say, oh, Nia, you have a little pimple on your face or, you know, you should get that checked out or are you washing your face or... Maybe you shouldn't put too much makeup because it's clogging your face. And I would be like, yes, I will do that as if I'm not doing that already. I'm cleaning my face. I'm washing it three times a day to the point where it's so dry where I'm crying. And kept at it until I was around 16. And I finally got on Accutane with the help of my parents, thankfully, where they saw that it was damaging me emotionally, physically, because of, like, just the amount of pustules on my face that was forming. It was painful at night. I would wake up just crying about how painful it was. And once I got the Accutane treatment, you know, my confidence started building up. But, you know, as I got older, went through college, it's not like it's permanent. Obviously, my acne is better now. Like, it's more controlled. Like, I still have scarring and stuff, but I'm not wearing as much makeup as I used to and that was because it was my own retaliation of I had worn makeup because of what other people had said about me, of what I thought other people were continuing to say about me, about what I looked like. And I mean, there's also the fact that I was tired of wearing makeup in general where I just thought it was a lot of work. So throughout college, I started wearing less and less. And even my family notices it. They're like, you actually wear less makeup than you used to. In high school and middle school, you wore a lot of makeup. And that's when I finally told them, yeah, it was because people were making comments. I felt insecure. I took those comments to heart. And I look back and I'm just like, I wish I could have said this is a normal process of a preteen teenager it's a hormonal imbalance like this is this is normal and I'm sorry if you see that this is something that I should work on but it's not affecting me if it's just affecting you the person who's making these comments about me then maybe check yourself because I feel like if I hadn't heard all those comments if I hadn't had examples to look at of my cousins of their skin and things like that I would have stood up for myself a little bit sooner, but it also has to do with the fact that I felt like I didn't necessarily have a say in who I should be and what I should look like because I was still growing. And unfortunately, that's something I feel like all of us just, you know, tend to learn about as we continue going on and on with life as we get older. We have our own thoughts, we form our own opinions, and we gain confidence. And that's where I'm saying where it's an ongoing process. It's not going to happen overnight where you suddenly gain that new knowledge of being able to just stand up for yourself and say, I've had enough. So I gave you a story, right? But how can you actually take those... Steps and work towards being able to stand for yourself. You got to take charge of your life. You have to believe in the power that you have and realize that you have the potential to reach whatever your goals and dreams are. And so I always believe this that the stronger that you feel internally, the stronger you will become over time. And I do have some tips, little I guess, tidbits and steps on how to possibly go forward with being able to stand up for yourself and being able to do that in a respectful and courteous way to the person that you're talking to. The first one, of course, is being transparent and authentic to your true self. And this is, this is hard. It's really hard. Like the story I told you, sometimes it's easier to just hide behind what we actually feel like just not instead of saying what we think and this takes practice but you need to be able to express yourself openly and honestly or else you're just going to get into the habit of accommodating other people and potentially making yourself feel defensive in the face of adversity or like future comments it's going to build up and you need to realize that it's not about the other person accommodating them but it's it's about internalizing what you feel and bringing that out and you'd be surprised how many people will actually be open to hearing what you have to say the next tip i have for you is you know when someone attacks you um sometimes you just got to wait it out and uh you heard what I said about like the amount of years it took for me to like you know realize with about my skin other people's comments and just opening up to my family about that There's going to be people whose personalities are set to overly dominant I guess is the best way to put it or just like always in attack mode but it's really important to remain calm and assertive in what you're trying to articulate or else It's just going to sound and look like as if you're a little chihuahua screaming your head off. And that's not what we want, right? We want to not cater or accommodate the other person. Not give in to what they're saying. And again, if you can, walk the high road. But walk the high road while you're also saying what you are trying to express. The next one is I feel like very self-explanatory. Figure out what's really bothering you. It's so easy to just go with the flow just, you know, take it. Just accept what is being said to you. And this again just creates more stress and anxiety for yourself. So getting that courage and facing what is bothering you or who is bothering you, it's it's scary, it's horrible, trust me, like, I I still struggle to do that, but facing that issue head-on, it's better to do it because it's not boiling up inside inside of you. And facing the issue will make it better, and over time will diminish the control it has over you. People can't read your mind, guys. If you don't vocalize what's bothering you, no one's gonna know, and... I guess I could use the example that I have with my current roommate right now. So I live with two roommates in my grad student housing, and one of them, for the past few months since I've been living here, has not really been the most considerate of the fact that other people are living here, to the point where, you know, we went from, giving little nudges in the group chat like, hey guys, if it's okay to clean up after yourselves in the kitchen so that it's not messy and, like, attracting ants. You know, that didn't work. So, you know, we got into a little tiff in mid-December about how one of my roommates left their garbage behind, left, like, old food behind while, well, before we were going to go on break. So she left before us and then me and my other roommate that I get along with more. Me and her, after our last exam, we stay behind to clean for around two to three hours, and after we got back from break, it was like the other roommate just thought everything was cool with us. No, it wasn't, and I finally snapped when I saw blood on the toilet, and I just, I went off. I went absolutely off. And I was not having a clear mind. I thought I could handle it over time, but it just, I went off. And, you know, she understood. She got the message that the kitchen has been way better, way, way better. But I'm, I would be lying if I said we still didn't have issues. Like, we don't talk to each other anymore. I've given up using the group chat, and I've just begun putting post-it notes around And she's taken it off, but she's gotten the message. So, eh, not the best way to approach things, but again, people can't read your mind, so you gotta let them know what's bothering you, like, in my case, I tried letting her know in the best way possible, the most respectful way, but unfortunately, she just doesn't have that same respect for other people who live in the same area as her, so, you know, you do what you can, but... I digress the next tip I have is stand up for your time time is more precious than money in my opinion so there are times where we feel pressured to give it away when we have the ability to say no and I use this in any work setting example any volunteering or group project setting so there are times when you feel like you or you actually just really don't have a choice, so if there's a project that's a high-priority. But don't let these so-called high-priority obligations dictate how you spend your hours of the day. If you work 9 to 5, you can log out 501 if you want. If you volunteer from 9 to 11 and someone asks you, hey, can you help out with this, and and you know it's going to take another 30 minutes, be like, I can help you with it tomorrow. Is it urgent? Unfortunately, I am off the clock. You are in control of your own time. Push back when it's appropriate and separate your personal time from your work or academic or whatever it is, you know, your other categories of time. They should not bother your personal life outside of the hours that you have set forth and finally fake it till you make it honestly like it's going to take time to learn how to stand up for yourself and I keep saying this over and over again but I truly believe that time is the essence that's why time I say is super valuable and it takes time to grow comfortable and just assertive with saying and doing these things so when you're learning, it might help to practice, like stand in front of a mirror, record yourself maybe, and that this sounds crazy, but you'd be surprised how much this actually helps. Imagine that you're the most assertive person you know. How would this person handle themselves in a difficult situation? How would they react to another person attacking them or saying comments about them? And, you know, it's just... Fake it till you make it, type of thing, guys. Like, you're not perfect, but it also is a waste if you don't at least try. Failure is part of life, but over time, as you continue to practice and practice and practice, those failures will diminish over time, and you won't even realize it that actually you've grown another set of balls, you know? You've grown into a better person and it doesn't mean that you're meaner, that you're more aggressive. It just means that you have learned that time is valuable to you. You are valuable to yourself. How you view yourself is valuable to you. And at the end of the day, this life is ours to live. We do not have an obligation to anyone else. We have a very short life, so why waste it on people who make you feel terrible about yourself, about things that make you feel horrible about about yourself? If you're not happy, identify what does it make you happy and work towards adjusting and work towards figuring out a way in which you can better your life in that sense. So I hope this episode was helpful for you guys. I hope that it's inspired you, whatever situation you might possibly be in, I hope it's inspired you to take control of your life, to take control of your mind, and not let other people dictate how you should view yourself. With that being said, guys, thank you so much for listening. I look forward to the next episode in the next month, so if you guys have any ideas, again, just message me on Instagram at the simply spoken, all lowercase, no spaces. Thanks, guys. See you next episode. Mm-hmm.